Welcome to Behind the Needle, my podcast. And I'm here with Elle Edwards today. I'm really excited for, for this time and for you to learn more about her, for her to tell more of her story. It's a very interesting story, so I'll get into it. Um, one of the reasons that I wanted to interview Elle is for her to share that story, for her to talk about the amazing things that she's working on. But also, it's really important, I think, that as we're going through a journey of life or business, and we're trying to figure out what we want to do in a career, that we can see other people who have made it. And I know we often don't feel like we have made it, but you have. You've made it. You, you've been, you are very successful. And there's a lot that we can learn from Al. She has an incredible story. Her work ethic is amazing. Uh, she is able to, to share some of the things that she has done and how she has been able to get there. And I hope that through what she says that it inspires you to, to achieve what you're trying to do too and to really not be afraid to go after that. And um, anyways, Elle, this is her first podcast too. It I'm, is. I'm so honored that I'm the first one and kind of surprised that you haven't been on any other ones before. So you're the first yes I've given. So awesome. Yeah, super excited. Thank you. <laughs> so to start it off, it, it's customary to say, how did you get started and all that? But I learned today that your journey into the medical world didn't mm -hmm. start as a nurse. You weren't in nursing school, but it was actually before that yeah. uh, as an MA, right? Yeah. And where were you living when this happened? What was your life situation and, and what were you doing as an MA? And then how did you kind of get into nursing from there? Yeah. So it, um, very unusual journey. So when I graduated high school early, um, got my medical esthetician license, um, life kind of took off from there. My grandparents both got ill and needed, uh, around the clock care. So instead of putting them in a home, they live, um, in kind of an area, they, li they live in Compton and um, we just wanted to make sure they were getting the best care ever. So um, I actually dropped everything in Arizona and moved in with them to be their medical caretakers. I was there for a couple years. Um, and then I would, while they were napping, go uh, into Torrance, California. And I worked as an MA for a plastic surgeon, a Mo surgeon and dermatologist. So I pretty much kind of learned very quickly everything about aesthetics they had an aesthetic side to it as and you well loved it. It, was, oh, it was so exciting it. you were eating it up oh everything every day it was like what i looked forward to just to see everything to do with skin and what we can do and what can happen and how we correct it and um it was just such a beautiful world to me and then uh slowly but surely the doctor started mentioning you know what are you doing here and why, why don't you go to nursing school? Why don't you do this? Like, did he say that because he realized like the potential was there and kind of just was curious why? Yeah. Either that, or he was just so annoyed with my million questions every day, but I think it was just, I wanted to know. I was very interested. And I think a little bit of me was like, I bet I could do this, or I could probably do this better than you or, you know, yeah. whatever. And so, um, you know, we, he was just such a huge mentor to me and always pushing me in a sense of like, it was never enough to him, but it made me believe that I wanted more for me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was just so influential. And 
as my time with my grandparents kind of came to an end and before they passed, I moved back. I was in a situation in my life to where going to nursing school, starting that journey, I don't think it was financially possible. It wasn't physically possible. And I don't think I was in a place to really believe I could do it. And so I just didn't. But that seed that he planted was always there. Like, mm -hmm. you need more. You can do this. It never really sprouted until years later. Um, and that's when I really decided, like, I wanted to choose me and I wanted to choose what, what little he instilled in me. I knew what he saw and I wanted to see what he saw. And so if he saw me going there and being successful, I had really nothing else to lose. So I was like, I'm all in. Like all, all I had was me at that time. So I was like, I'm going to bet on me. I actually have chills. You can <laughs> see them on my arms because this is exactly how I felt. Yeah. I, in the back of my mind, believed that maybe there was something in there that I could do, but had no idea how to make any of that happen. And I think there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way. Oh, for sure. What was interesting is you said that he planted the seed and then a long time later, that's when you decided to put yourself as the priority and to go and do that. Why did it take so long? Like what happened? Why didn't you water that seed quicker? What, what was going on? Um, well, I got married very young um, to somebody older than me and just not the kindest um, human being. So I was in a really abusive marriage. Um, and I think back to the planting reference, you can be watered with water or oil, you know, and, and one's going to help you grow and one's going to keep you packed down in that soil and um, you'll still have the roots, but it'll never blossom. Yeah. And so I think that I had so much oil coming at me that no matter the good I heard, it was always overpowered by the bad I heard or the situation I was in. And um, things progressively got worse. I, you know, ended up being a, in a situation where I had to get reconstructive surgery and it was my umpteenth time in the hospital and um, my ex-husband ended up going to prison and it was just uh, a whole lot, but the marriage ended um, and I was kind of left with nothing because everything I had, I poured into that. You know, it was really, it was every piece of me. And so the only thing I had left was what others said because I had become exactly who, you know, he kind of made me think I was. He, he told you who you were, yeah. right? And, and you, yeah. so I was left, I remember... I didn't know how to dress. I didn't know what I wanted to wear. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it sounds so dumb, but I just didn't know. But all I kept remembering is like, well, Dr. Mark said he saw this. And like Dr. Layfelt said that he saw me doing this. And I just was like, I have no, nothing else to bet on but me. And I'm the only person who's going to get me to the next level. So I just took a leap of faith and uh, registered for nursing school. I had already had a bachelor's in healthcare um, administration. And mm -hmm. so I was able to register for an accelerated 15-month course. Um, during that time, I met my now husband. And he had been such a huge support system uh, for me. 
And then after I completed um, my nursing, I applied for a full scholarship to get my master's because neither one of us was really in a position to pay for a master's program. And um, and I got it. So did my master's, had my beautiful children, uh, ended up going on and getting my NP. And that's when I knew I wanted to enter the world of aesthetics, um, which is what sparked, at that point it was, gosh, five years before. It was finally kind of starting to come to life. Yeah. This is so amazing because words really matter. Oh, absolutely. And the words that they told you were true, which is why they stuck. Mm -hmm. I had a similar experience in the someone telling me something part of your story where I was working at a grocery store and I told them that I wanted to move up and, you know, it was my first job out of college. I told them I wanted to move up, put me on the fast track, like teach me everything. Like, let me, let me become a store manager so that I can have a better schedule make more money, all that stuff. And my manager laughed at me in the face when I, when I asked her to do this. Yeah. And I, I, I think I cried in front of her. I know I cried on the way home. (laughs) I don't remember, (laughs) but it was devastating because that was my plan. And then I realized that wasn't going to happen for it. She told me, you'll have to be here at least eight more years before you'll be even considered for a store management position. And I was like, whoa. So I got home and my wife put her hand on my shoulder and she looked me in the eyes and she said, you're not stuck. And I was like, whoa. She's like, you, you can do something else. Mm-hmm. And, and the truth that you're saying that these doctors spoke to you, that's what stuck to you right? That was, I'm not going to say the reason that you were able to do it, but if that wasn't there, you would have had to find the motivation or the the courage or the inspiration from some other source. It sounds like you didn't really have a lot of that at that time. So for you, I'm really glad that, that you had that, but that you listened to it. And that yeah. speaks to your character, right? You had an opportunity and then you took it to do and be more than the situation that you were in. And I think that that's where a lot of people get, get stuck is they don't have one or the other. They either don't have the opportunity to move forward and be something more, or they never had anybody that believed in them so that they felt like it was true. Um, I think it's really important to give other people that opportunity as often as we can. Absolutely. If, what would you say if, if you could be in front of someone who's who's listening to this interview right now that that never has had that leg up young l younger younger l <laughs> younger yeah. l what would you say to them and and to help them believe in themselves i think it's just when you think about it the longest relationship you'll ever have on this earth is with yourself. So if you're not pouring into that or listening to that or trying to better that, any relationship outside of that will always be void of something. And I think we all know who we are at a very deep level, but we allowed every seed planted, whether it be a good one or a bad one, to kind of start to form that in a different way or mask it. But when you really check in with yourself, believe it. If you feel something, believe it. If you think you can do something, believe it. Because the second you start looking for that belief in everybody else, nobody else will be as invested in you and your journey as you, right? Because you're the one living it. And I think 
so many times it's easy to talk ourselves out of something almost to the point where I find that some people seek that out and seek out somebody to be like, no, don't do that, you know, because there is that fear. But I would almost say if it's a constant fear and if you're constantly like, man, I want this, but I don't know, that's even more reason to try it because at worst you fail. But through that failure, it's really just another lesson and will probably redirect you to something even greater. So I don't really think there's anything as a failure. I think mm -hmm. it's more just either redirection or a lesson learning um, for you to take that and do something that was even better than the first idea you had. I love that. Uh, I think that when we, when we have that little bit of courage and we take the leaps like you were talking about, that's when true progress is unlocked and we're we're able to kind of level up oh for sure there's there's a movie called we bought a zoo did you ever see that movie no it's really good it's with matt damon it's probably 10 15 years old now but um his wife dies and he's mm -hmm. left as a widower with two children and he doesn't know what to do next with his life and everything is confusing and they're all depressed and but they're trying to keep moving forward and they move and they they find a house that has a zoo like it's it's a house with on a property of a zoo oh and and it's struggling but then they they end up revitalizing it and you know sorry for the spoiler if you haven't seen it it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's an old movie so you should have seen it by now sorry no it's fine <laughs> but um they they there's a line in there that says all you need is it's 15 or 30 or 20 seconds of insane courage Oh, yeah. to just go do that other thing. And so for you, it was registering for nursing school. Mm -hmm. It was, I'm assuming, talking to Gavin again after healing from the previous marriage. And yeah. it was having kids. It was moving to Japan and coming back and going back again and all that. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, have the courage to go do something, right? Oh, for sure. Like, And even if you don't, walk in faith that you do and the courage will come yeah. you know it just takes a risk you don't have to be complacent you don't yeah. have to just stay doing what you're doing you can do and be more right yeah and i think everybody waits for oh well it's not the right time or it's not the right this or it's not the right that it never will be right because you'll always get to where that time is and mm -hmm. find an excuse to extend it yeah it's the same as when people are like oh well we don't have uh, the money now. Well, you you can find other ways, right? Because even if somebody gave somebody a million dollars, if they truly want to talk themselves out of something, they'll find a way to be like, well, that's still technically not enough. Exactly. So it's like you just have to do it and just take a leap of faith. So after you went to nursing school, mm -hmm. you graduated and then you got your NP mm -hmm. and started a family, right? you're injecting, you're doing all these things. Then you became a medical director because yeah. why not? Why not? Right? Yeah. And and what what reason like why did you become a medical director? What what is a medical director? Most in the medical aesthetics mm -hmm. space will know what that means, but briefly describe what that is and tell us kind of 
why you're doing it and and are you taking on new clients is there more people that can sign up with you like how what's it like working with you tell me all about that yeah so I decided to be a medical director. What that is, is uh, if you are an RN in the state of Arizona and you want to operate on your own in uh, medical aesthetics, or even if you are a CLT and doing laser, um, or even an esthetician doing looking to do chemical peels or sell medical grade skin products, you have to have a medical license. So it's kind of the same as like a real estate agent and they have to hang their license on like a broker. Um, same idea. And so as a medical director, you pretty much hang your license with my medical license so that you can order um, anything you need to order. Uh, you can call in prescriptions if needed. And you can also uh, operate within the scope that you want to operate uh, by yourself. Got it. So clinics reach out to me and do that. When I first started doing this, I knew I kind of wanted to do something different. I was very fortunate to even break into medical directing. Um, I had contacted a medical director who I knew oversaw many clinics. Mm -hmm. uh, his name was Dr. Farrell, and he's amazing. And he was just such a blessing in my life. It took some persistence on my end to get him to give me the time of day. So it didn't just fall into your lap. You, you had um, to really go after it, him. It was and a lot of no's. And, uh, be persistent. Yes. Right, right, right. A lot of no's, a lot of not at this times. Okay. But finally, I locked down like a Starbucks meeting and we hit it off. And he was so instrumental in kind of just bringing me al alongside him and teaching me what he does and showing me and providing me with everything I needed to be successful, which was extraordinary. And I, to this day, I'm like, I don't know why he did that, but it's amazing. And maybe he just wanted you to stop asking. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe he's like, fine, <laughs> but, um, he, he's great. And yeah. we still talk to this day quite often and work together quite often. So I took all of that and I kind of took what I saw in the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of gatekeeping, uh, in the industry, whether it's intentional or unintentional. And there's also just a lot of gray areas and not really a lot of connection with, shoot, this is going on. Let me call so-and-so. There's not really a lot of that, unfortunately. I think mm -hmm. we would all be better off if there were. But I wanted to be that that gap, kind of. And I wanted to be more than just, oh, well, there's an emergency. I have to call you. I wanted to be somebody who is there 24-7 that even if you just need to bounce an idea off of like, this looks weird. What do you think? Or what would you do with this patient? Or how, how would you handle this? I wanted to be that person. Yeah. You know, when I first started, I started out on my own, um, which if you're breaking into the industry very hard to do and maybe don't recommend it. But when I first started, I kind of just felt thrown to the wolves yeah. and it, uh, it, it was shocking and I had my NP. So it was something that I wanted to change. And, um, I started taking on clinics. I loved it. I loved the questions. I loved the questions I didn't know because it forced me to learn it. And through the years have, have built up, you know, over, uh, over 25 clinics, which I have 23 now. And, um, it's just been amazing and like yeah. such a blessing. And I love seeing them grow. I've never been that person who wanted to be in the spotlight. I always wanted to be the one behind it. Yeah. And it's just been magical watching everybody succeed. I love yeah. that. What is your favorite thing other than watching them succeed? Yeah. 
What's your favorite thing about being a medical director? I do, I, like why do you, things. why do you enjoy it so much? One from a non-work standpoint, it provides me time. And I think that's something that was non-negotiable when we started, you know, our family, my husband and I, we spend so much time apart. You know, my husband is overseas 10 months out of the year. We just knew with the time that we had, we want it to be intentional. We wanted it to be quality and not just quantity because that is something we don't get. So this was a way for me to be able to step back and still be with my kids, be in all the moments, go overseas and visit my husband and, and be together and grow us as a family while still doing something I love and using my passion and my knowledge within it. Mm -hmm. So I think definitely time. Yeah. And also not that I like when things go wrong, but I love the rush of fixing something. Mm. And I think for me, being able to fix things has always just been in my makeup. Um, yeah. And before maybe led to situations I probably should have not tried to fix and just stayed away from. But now I get to do it intentionally. In a healthy and way. It's yeah. Great. In yeah. a great way. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So are you taking new clients to be their medical director right now? And, and are there boundaries? Is it Arizona only? Is it? Yeah. What's that like? I am always taking uh, new clinics. There's a short interview process, and really, I just want to see if we're a good fit, you okay. know. And um, some people. And what makes someone? Sorry, what makes yeah. someone a good fit to work with you, and for you to work with them as well, because it is a mutual relationship. It is. So I think I look for somebody who values safety versus numbers. Okay. And you know, in our industry, especially in Arizona, it's kind of the wild, wild west. So. A lot of what we do is off-label, but I think that there are parameters in which people shouldn't be operating, and I am a, a rule follower to some degree, so if somebody's looking to go outside of their scope or do things that I just don't think is really safe for yeah. the patient or in the best interest, then they're just not a clinic for me. Yeah. But I take a look at that. I am Arizona only right now okay. uh, just because traveling to do site visits doesn't fit in with my family's plan. And then uh, after we have a talk, we kind of formulate a contract and I make sure I can deliver what they are wanting from me too. If somebody wants me to be physically there all the time, it, I'm probably not the best fit for them. But if somebody's just looking for somebody to answer the phone if they call and just be there alongside them, I'm absolutely that that person. So. Do you feel like, because I'm kind of wondering this level of care that you give your clinics mm -hmm. that, that hire you as their medical director, do you feel like that came because of those seeds that were planted and back in the day and you, you realized like, wow, I could be that for other people too? Or did absolutely. it come from something else? Absolutely. I yeah. think that no amount of kindness is enough and no amount of encouragement is enough. And I think especially within industries that are predominantly women, sometimes we don't get a lot of that. And it's hard for women to give that if they're not getting it, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I have kind of learned that even if I'm not getting it, I could still give it. And I'm very blessed that I'm now in a, a, a lifestyle that I feel like I get a lot of that. Yeah. But I always wanted to be that person that was the one to plant the seeds, you That's know, awesome. and, and have it be full circle. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So medical director, mm -hmm. 
you are still injecting right now. Yeah. And where do you inject? I inject in Mayset Frost Aesthetics. They're which pretty, anybody who's been there falls in love with it. They're pretty cool over there. They right? are. They're just, good I want to be like them when I grow up. Same. Even awesome. though they're a lot younger than me. And, and me. And <laughs> me. Yeah. They're great. So you're injecting there. And what, what about, I, there was some, oh yeah, there's this massive, awesome academy <laughs> that you and Emily Frost and yeah. Spencer Frost just mm-hmm. came out with called Synergy. Yeah. It was, we need to we need to know all about that, okay? Like, yeah. how did this come about? Who is it for? What is it? Tell me everything about that. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. So I have been Frost medical director for a few years now, and just immediately clicked with Emily and Spencer, and it's just always been such a pleasure to just be there. And they're both so goal goal oriented business smart and just savvy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would talk about, again, like planting those seeds and how there's not a lot planted in, in this industry. And yeah. there's always questions of like, how to do this? Or how can I be successful? Or how can I have what you have? Or how can I, all of those things. And we just wanted a safe space that people could come and find all of their answers without gatekeeping, without mm. anything like that. And just being very transparent of this is how we're successful. This is how we're doing it. This is exactly how to do it. And this is how for you to be successful within your realm, right? Because no two clinics are exactly the same. Right. And you have to develop your own foundation. And there's even how do you develop your own foundation? And just Mm -hmm. diving into that to empower somebody else to be on their own journey and, you know, retain the same um, success that we all have. And of course... If that branches out, that would be lovely. So we obviously want to keep growing Synergy. Right now we have a business model. Um, It's Business Start, Business Smart. And it's online modules of exactly how to do everything from... It's literally the blueprint from start to everything you need to do. Which exactly back to it being a blueprint, we literally sat down and we're like, okay, when we first started in this industry, what would the blueprint look like to where we are now? And that's how we mapped everything out. So that's kind of the start. I know in the future, we really want to do trainings Mm -hmm. and um, in-person business meetings so that we can see and talk and grow all together and bring everybody in and just be a place of no judgment, no gatekeeping, just wanting to build everybody up. Because I find when I'm trying to build other people up, I learn more about myself and how to continue to grow myself. So I do think every relationship, when it's built on positivity and the same kind of want to succeed, it's mutually beneficial every time. And anyone anywhere in the country or world essentially could buy into this Yeah. And it kind of meets you where you're at. So whether you're starting a business, whether you're in a business and maybe lacking some fundamental um, structure, whether you are a CLT, RN, esthetician, it really meets you where you're at. So I think um, we've gotten a lot of really good feedback from it. Next step, I do think a lot of people reached out and wanted more itemized so hey instead mm. of all 15 modules can we, we buy, buy them all the cart ones, yeah. so i think we have a lot of fun things planned yeah. to meet people with uh, their expectations it's kind of just in timing and yeah. what about the people who like me are 
not afraid to go ask for directions directly to the person who would know is there coaching is that going to either now or in the future what's what's the advanced or is there additional support available yeah absolutely so we're working on that when we first launched we offered two 30-minute phone calls with any of us to kind of help answer any questions and i know as we progress coaching is definitely something out there um even right now as a medical director i always offer 30-minute phone calls Mm and uh to kind of help you grow just as your medical director too. So. And I've seen your posts on social. Yeah. You're you're visiting your clinics a lot. You're with yeah. them, you're teaching. It's, yeah. It seems very hands-on. So you were my first experience as I entered into this space as what a medical director is. So my assumption that. is that everybody is who's medical directing is always there and just helping out and oh. hands-on. So <laughs> yeah. as you were kind of saying earlier, like it's not always like that. I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. So it should be though. It should be. That's the goal. That's that's very helpful. I that's exciting about synergy. Yeah. And and how do people get that? Where do they go to to purchase? We um, have Synergy Academy on Instagram, and there's a link that you can follow. You can purchase it there. You can also sign up and shoot us your email, and that way we can keep you in the know. But as things come up with it, we'll be posting and. So kind of just stay tuned for all the things. Awesome. Switching gears a little bit from aesthetics Mm -hmm. and then we'll come back to that because I want to know like what's next, what, what's going to happen next? What are you working on? Um, you were gone for seven months recently. Yeah. And it's kind of one of the reasons that we, we think we were talking in March or April and like, Hey, when you get back and you said June and I was like, Oh (laughs) yeah, (laughs) let's, let's talk when you get back. Yeah. So you we're living there with mm-hmm. your family because Gavin, your husband, is a pro basketball player in Japan. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, I feel, when we go on social, we see a one-dimensional yeah. aspect or, or idea of what someone's life is like. And during the pandemic, yeah. you said that you guys were apart for two full years. Yeah. Right? And so... We need to talk about this a little bit because (laughs) everybody says social media isn't real, but it is, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's a portrayal of what we want people to see. And you do share Mm -hmm. the difficult and the good at the same time. And, you know, in the same set of stories, which I appreciate. Right. But we know that it was hard for that. Mm -hmm. And then you were able to finally be together and you spent seven months and that's awesome. But what I want to know is for people that that are thinking kind of like what we talked about earlier where the timing isn't right mm-hmm. or I don't know if I can or I don't know if it's if the resources if I have those and if I if you know I don't want to fail, I want to do this right. You have grown your medical directing practice mm-hmm. since the pandemic. Yeah. You are becoming even more of a skilled injector day by day, right? You have built synergy all while this is happening, while either spending time in Japan or here, craziness happening. So, so what would you tell somebody like, really, what do they need? Is it, is it what you, what you sell in synergy? Is it, is it you as a medical director, as an advisor, a mentor, like, what is going to take somebody that has these aspirations but just feels like they need 
a leg or, or like, how do they actually do it? What do they need to do? I think they, first and foremost, they need to be strong in themselves. So if you're thinking of how, right, how am I going to do all this? I want to be spread all different ways. I think just sitting and just the simple question, well, what comes first to And I think then you structure everything around it. It's like creating a priorities list almost. Yeah. I think people look at their personal life and work as two separate entities. Mm -hmm. And I think they look at it as, okay, I can get 50% here and 50% there. Balance. And it's not realistic. No. That's not how life works. If you sit down and say, what is my number one? Almost like that's going to be my middle, right? That's what's grounded me. Yep. And then putting everything around it because it all is one entity. It's your life. And you, you only have one life. You don't yep. have a work life and a personal life. You have a life. That's right. right. So what is your center? For me, it was my family. And once you establish non-negotiables around that, everything else will fall into place. And it may not be on your timeline. It may not be as profitable up front, but it will be sustainable. Because if you go to, well, I just need to grind and never see my family and do this, but then I'll see my family. Once I've made it, I'll go see my family then, right? It's not sustainable. That's how you get burnt out. That's how you get into, oh, I'm just never going to get there. So forget it. I'm just going to throw it all away. But if you go into it with my non-negotiable is X, Y, Z. For me, it's my family. I want to do all of these things. I want to inject. I can't be there every day because that takes away from my foundation. So instead, I'm going to get trained and learn everything I can so that I can be a medical director and do that, but still inject, you know, a couple days a week. Great. There you go. That's two offsets. Then if you're like, you know, for me, my husband lives overseas. I need to figure out that. Okay. Then I have to sit down with my husband because he's an active participant and be like, I need to still be successful in these areas while keeping our family first. Yep. What I need is X, Y, Z from you. And because he's my partner, he's going to be like, absolutely. Then I need to make that work with my foundation, right? It's asking for what you need, knowing Mm -hmm. who you are and what you deserve and setting parameters around the foundation that you ultimately are doing this for, your why, right? And I think everything falls into place when you do that. Yeah. Do you think that 10 years ago, Elle would have given this same answer? I feel like it would have been a little bit different. No. Well, I I don't really, (laughs) 10 years ago, I didn't really think I would still be here, but um, grateful I am. I think if anything, it made me want it more, Mm. you know, once you have seen what life could be from a you know, not great standpoint, I think it grew such an appreciation and respect for the man my husband is versus what he could be, right? The life we have versus what it could be. The uh, blessings that we're giving. And I think as I move forward, I always make sure I pay respect to that. I'm mindful, I'm intentional with everything I do and I'm giving as much as I'm getting. And I think that model is what keeps me grounded, but keeps me moving forward. And I think that so many times after either going through something, you either become that or you're hardened from that, or you can enter a, well, I deserve this. 
well, th this is something I deserve, or I'm going to get this and I don't need anybody and blah, 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 blah. And that's so opposite of what it is or just out of fear and like, well, I don't want to let anybody in. And I think there's such a beauty in realizing that you will always be more successful by giving and by looking for other people who are like-minded to help grow you and by learning and being vulnerable and helping and having that balance as well, right? Because your relationship isn't just with you and your family. It is with the industry. It is with the world. Yeah. It is with our community. And making sure everything is aligned with who you are and what you want from other people, I think is so important. I can feel that alignment, like as you talk about it, and I can see that what you're saying is is 100% true. And that's really inspiring to me to to see that, like everything is intentional. It's not, I'm sure it's not so rigid that you're like, I cannot go do this because I have to spend time with my, no, like yeah. you get to spend time with your family and then you get to go to work yeah. and you get to take calls for your clinics and you get to create synergy. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that you fill your day, your days with what you are passionate about and what you want to be doing. Oh. We, we all need to, to do that a little bit more, just like you. That's really good. So leading into all that, are you going to be moving to Japan back no. again? We're going to be visiting. You're going to be um, visiting. Yeah. So over the my, next few years, because he just signed a new contract, right? He did. So he signed a, um, a two plus one. So essentially three years. And we will be visiting, but my son starts first grade. So that's super exciting. Yep. Uh, so we will only be visiting kind of in correlation to his breaks. So October 1st through January, we will be in Japan. The rest of the time we will be here. I will still be injecting. Okay. I will be bringing people on hopefully new clinics that yeah. I can share uh, with them and alongside them. Synergy will hopefully have new and exciting things this year. And yeah just operating everything in love. Yeah. And then is this the plan forever to keep growing these things that you're doing? Is there, no. is there another dream <laughs> inside of, of the brain oh, of and a sparkle in your eye that you, you haven't really let anyone in on that you're thinking about that you want to mention right now? Um, I mean, I think, having my husband retired at home is, yeah. you know, always a want. We have done a great job managing time and getting the most out of our time, but you know, we're not getting any younger and neither are our kids. And, um, knowing that hopefully very soon he will be home full time and 24 seven, um, is great. And I think when that day comes and when that time comes, me kind of moving into more of a just medical director and expanding that mm -hmm. and focusing on also just respecting the time that we finally have together and, and being home um, more on a full-time basis is definitely the goal and the dream. Yeah. Awesome. I, I think that what I'm gathering from this time mm -hmm. is know that you are worth worthy yeah. and worth what you deep down have believed that you are mm -hmm. work to get it but work working the working the verb isn't the life yeah that it needs to be centered 
with your purpose and your your passion or your your ultimate goal which for you is your family right and then everything that goes out around that supports that center Mm -hmm. of what you're trying to achieve right Mm -hmm. and don't let other stuff get in the way just put the blinders on still have friends and and go do things and go on vacations and and spend time but but really and i think that this kind of it sounds like it comes from not having it and having the exact opposite for you that you realized oh it doesn't have to be like this i can choose and be and do something way better Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go make that happen yeah and we're all deserving of that we're all deserving you know if you're scrolling through instagram whatever you're looking at like man i wish i had that you're deserving of it we all can have it it's just finding the means to get there and having your tribe and whoever that may be and those people who are going to continue to pour into you those people who maybe are already there and can help you you know lead not being afraid to be humble and be like i just want to learn can i just follow you for free like i'll just follow you and i'll drive you around let me just hear the conversations you're having put yourself in a position to have what you've always wanted because it's attainable for everybody and you deserve it everybody deserves their dream life they just have to find a way to get there Thank you for being here today. Thank you. This has been great. I appreciate your time as well. Um, I hope that you go follow Elle, you check out Synergy, you hire her as your medical director (laughs) because there's nobody better that you could have if you're in the state of Arizona. So how, how do they find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram. I don't have a Facebook, but I'm on Instagram. So just Elle Edwards aesthetics and all my links are there. Awesome. Thank you, Al. Thank you so much.